Welcome to our teaching for today. Pinhas is the name Phineas in English. Because Pinhas was zealous for God, God gave Pinhas a covenant of shalom, peace, and his descendants would hold the priestly office forever. The example of Pinhas teaches us to be zealous for God. I would like to begin by talking about the direction we have chosen for life. What have we built our lives on and what direction are we going in life? People who seek the true God and Creator of all, build their lives on the true God who is like an immovable rock and not like mankind. God is not like a person. Numbers 23:19 NKJV says, God is not a man, that he should lie, nor a son of man, that he should repent. God is above misleading us and does not need to reconsider his ways. Mankind often makes up life as they go along in life. They often make up life for their own benefit and change their minds at any time because they do not know what is best. God does not need to adapt to life because He knows what is best for us and what is good. Deuteronomy 32:4 NKJV says about God, He is the rock, His work is perfect, for all His ways are justice, a God of truth and without injustice, righteous and upright is He. God knows what is perfect, true, and right for us. He does not need to guess at what is true because He is an all-knowing God. He does what is right and always acts accordingly. Those who follow His commandments follow His ways of truth and goodness. He leads them like a good father who intends the best for His children. Those who do not keep His commandments do not care about God and living in reality and real truth. They have deserted the ways of our loving Father and God. Deuteronomy 32:18 NKJV says, Of the rock who begot you, you are unmindful, and have forgotten the God who fathered you. What direction do you want to go in life? Do you want what is best for you and those you know, or have you decided to be brainwashed by the lies of those who reject God and the truths He has given us in His Word? Psalm 119-160 NKJV says, The entirety of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous judgments endures forever. God's Word was true in times past and is still true, and will be what is best and true forever. People's false ideas on life are made up by imperfect and manipulative mankind. People will say that it is okay to believe in and do anything. We know that is a lie. Have you ever been hurt by someone who did what they thought was right, but wronged you? Some say God's commandments in the Old Testament portion are no longer applicable or are not for us. God does not manipulate us for His own purposes and has nothing to gain by fooling us with lies. Instead, we become like fools by accepting lies instead of the truths from God. God has shown mercy and goodness towards mankind by giving us His commandments of truth. They are everlasting commandments the Bible says. Psalms 103:17-18 NKJV says, But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear Him and His righteousness to children's children, to such as keep His covenant, and to those who remember His commandments to do them. We should respect what God has done for us. He is the all-knowing Creator and God. We should want to do what is right and pass that on to our children. Don't we want what is best for those we care about? God cares about us and wants us to be in relationship with Him, in covenant with Him. A covenant is an agreement, do you want to be in relationship with the Eternal and Good God? throw out the darkness in our lives into the nothingness that it is. The worthless and sinful behaviors of life at one time appealed to some of us, but logically, 
How can anything that is worthless be of value? I refuse to think that any wrong act on my part was worthwhile, and I have asked God to forgive me. I move on in life with the determination to do what is right and good, see Deuteronomy 6 17-18. Keeping God's commandments is being righteous, namely doing what is right. Keeping God's commandments is doing what is good. When the Bible talks about being righteous or doing good, it is talking about God's commandments. Use important scriptures like Deuteronomy 6 17-18 to fend off the lies of the world. Deuteronomy 4 6 NKJV says, Therefore be careful to observe them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples who will hear all these statutes, and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. God's commandments give us wisdom, the how-to of life. God's commandments help us understand the best way to act because they are from an all-knowing and good God. When it talks about wisdom and understanding in the Bible, it is talking about God's commandments in the Old Testament portion. Because Christianity has absorbed a number of false pagan doctrines, we need to understand that observing these pagan practices is wrong. Deuteronomy 12:30-32 NKJV says, Take heed to yourself that you are not ensnared to follow them, after they are destroyed from before you, and that you do not inquire after their gods, saying, How did these nations serve their gods? I also will do likewise. You shall not worship the Lord your God in that way, for every abomination to the Lord which he hates they have done to their gods, for they burn even their sons and daughters in the fire to their gods. Whatever I command you, be careful to observe it, you shall not add to it nor take away from it. It says we are to be careful not to incorporate any pagan practices. God does not like them because of the terrible sins that were committed by the pagans. Watch out for the pagan practice of worshipping God on the day of the sun God, Sunday. God made the seventh day holy, not Sunday. Constantine made the day of the sun God Mithras holy, and it was then passed down into Christianity. There are many key principles that we need to know about. The Lies of the Worldly versus Truth 1 John 2 15-17 NKJV says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. Here are some things to think about regarding the worldly. We live in a crazy mixed-up world. People are okay with someone following Buddha, but not God. People talk about grace, grace, grace but will not give true believers grace. Cancel culture will cancel out what is true, right, and good. Cancel culture discriminates against those who do what is right. People now love people on their own terms. People live by sinful agendas and that includes governments. There is a demonic agenda in our time to back evil. People push their demonic agendas. People are not allowed to examine alternatives, only one opinion matters. People cannot handle any other opinion than their own opinion. People are being duped by lies that have been passed down to them. People are stuck in false doctrines and mistruths. We will talk about worldly thinking more later in this teaching.
Some will lie and say we do not have to listen to God and keep His commandments. 1 Timothy 4 1 NKJV says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Jude 1 4 NKJV says, For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men. 1 John 3 4 8 NKJV says, Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. Verse 8, He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. Not keeping the law is sin. Not keeping God's commandments is a doctrine of demons. Understanding the Bible in its Jewish context versus made-up doctrine. Matthew 15 9 NKJV says, And in vain they worship me, teaching his doctrines the commandments of men. Genesis 2 3 NKJV says, Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it He rested from all His work which God had created and made. Again, God made the seventh day holy. Constantine made the day of the sun god Mithras holy, and it was passed down into Christianity. Those who live lies say evil things about us and some of them say they believe in God. They do not love God and want to listen to God. Loving God means we keep His commandments. Deuteronomy 11 1 NKJV says, Therefore you shall love the Lord your God, and keep His charge, His statutes, His judgments, and His commandments always. 1 Peter 4 3-4 NKJV says, For we have spent enough of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles, when we walked in lewdness, lusts, drunkenness, revelries, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. In regard to these, they think it strange that you do not run with them in the same flood of dissipation, speaking evil of you. Society says that it is okay to do whatever you want. The Bible says the opposite. Matthew 7:13-14 NKJV, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life and there are few who find it. There are many key principles that we need to be aware of. The world says the path is wide. Yeshua said we are perhaps you could take the time to identify more and add scriptures to the ones we just mentioned. Be strong and have the traction to move forward toward living the eternal truths of the Bible. We need scriptures that motivate us. Proverbs 8 7-9 NKJV says, For my mouth will speak truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are with righteousness, nothing crooked or perverse is in them. They are all plain to him who understands, and right to those who find knowledge. What is the truth? It is God's word. We are to speak truths and not evil. Those who say it is okay to sin are evil because God's ways are right and good and were given to us by an all-knowing and good Creator who knows what is best and wants what is best for us. God's commandments are right and good, see Deuteronomy 6 17-18, and they give us wisdom and knowledge, see Deuteronomy 4 6. In the Bible it says that God heard Hezekiah's prayers because Hezekiah kept God's commandments. Isaiah 38, 3-5 NKJV says, Remember now, O Lord, I pray, how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart, and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. And the word of the Lord came to Isaiah, 
saying, Go and tell Hezekiah, Thus says the Lord, the God of David your father, I have heard your prayer, I have seen your tears, surely I will add to your days fifteen years. God knows us and our intentions. Some say that God knows our heart, but is our heart loyal to His commandments? Otherwise, we are making up our own way to live instead of what God tells us to do. 2 Chronicles 16 9 NKJV says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, to show Himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to Him. God's commandments help us in life, they save us in so many ways. They are like a rock or fortress that protects us. Psalm 71 3 NKJV says, Be my strong refuge, to which I may resort continually, you have given the commandment to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Move forward spiritually with truth. Philippians 3:14 NKJV says, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 10 4-5 NKJV, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. We are to be obedient to God and His commandments. Instead of a weak belief system, develop the lasting and eternal truths for life from God and the Bible. Seek good teaching that teaches you to keep God's statutes. God's commandments are good because they come from a good God. We need encouragement. Psalms 119 66-68 NKJV says, Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I believe your commandments. Before I was afflicted I went astray, but now I keep your word. You are good, and do good, teach me your statutes. God's ways give us strength and we need His commandments. Psalms 28 7 NKJV says, The Lord is my strength and my shield, my heart trusted in Him, and I am helped, therefore my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song I will praise Him. God's commandments help us in life and give us reason to praise God. Trust in God and stay strong spiritually. Are we going to more toward God or away from God? Why would anyone want to push our good God away? Make sure your life is headed in the right direction. Do not give in to false thinking about God and His truths. Do not give in to worthless and sinful thinking. Push it away and keep God's good commandments. Be strong spiritually and work at keeping your mind in the right place. Resist wrong thinking and do what is right and good. Develop your knowledge of God's Word and in His eternal truths. God can be trusted so trust in Him. Here is more to consider. How do we enter the future Kingdom of God? In the Torah portion for today, Pinhas was a man who stood up for God and protected the people. We also need to be a people who stand strong to protect ourselves and other believers so we will enter God's future kingdom. You will not find God's kingdom by passing by the opportunity to be a follower of the true God. Saying that you will enter God's kingdom at some future time may never happen. If you are not determined to get there, you may never get there. You may stay lost and never find your way. Years ago, I was talking to an elderly man who told me that he wasted his life and that how lucky I was to find God at my young age. Fortunately for me, for some 50 years I have maintained a steady determination to find truth and live right. In order to enter God's kingdom, we must first believe in God and the Messiah Yeshua. 
That is why Kepha says in Acts 2:38-39 NKJV, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children, and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Repent means we are to turn towards God, to do teshuvah, by telling God that we are turning toward Him, by keeping His commandments, and by deliberately changing how we live. It says we are to be immersed in Yeshua the Messiah's name, Yeshua is Jesus' real name. In other words, we identify with Yeshua the Messiah. We call on Yeshua's act of redemption through His death and resurrection to forgive us for our past actions that were against God. In ancient times, someone, perhaps a family member, could come along and see you were in debt and pay your debt and redeem you. Yeshua redeemed us and paid the price for our debt because of our past sin. Sin required a blood sacrifice. Leviticus 17:11 NKJV says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. Sometimes we have to talk about difficult things. I have the highest respect for those who give their lives to help others. I should note that many modern rabbis who follow the Oral Torah deny that a blood sacrifice is necessary, but what does the Bible say? It says a blood atonement is necessary. It is written in the Dead Sea Scrolls that this sect teaches lies and misleads the people, they are called, the preacher of deception. This is what the Dead Sea Scrolls said. Who do you want to follow? the Bible or these people who are making up man-made doctrines. Some rabbis even teach that their man-made doctrines in the Talmud, which is a commentary and not the Bible, are greater than the commandments of God's Word in the Bible. Are they greater than God? They are mistaken, they can also repent of their sin and also believe in the Jewish Messiah Yeshua. The Messiah Yeshua came and gave Himself for our sins as a perfect sacrifice. Kepha talks about this in the book of Acts. Acts 2 29-33 says. Men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne, he, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of the Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses. Therefore being exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear. King David was a prophet. He died and his body decomposed. God told him that he would raise up a Messiah to be on his throne and the body of the Messiah would not decompose. So, David prophesied about a Messiah dying and being raised from the dead. Also, God gives us the Holy Spirit as our helper in this age until the future kingdom comes when the Messiah returns. And we who believe and live accordingly in faith and keep God's commandments, will also be raised from the dead just as the Messiah Yeshua rose from the dead. Yeshua is the mediator, the go-between, of the Messianic agreement, covenant, through what He did so that we could be in His eternal kingdom with Yeshua our Jewish Davidic King. Yeshua was Jewish and still is Jewish. The word Christ is the word for Messiah or Anointed One. Hebrews 9 11-15 says. 
But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come, with the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands, that is, not of this creation. Not with the blood of goats and calves, but with His own blood He entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And for this reason He is the mediator of the new covenant, by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant, that those who are called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. Yeshua died and rose from the dead for the sins all of mankind both in the Old Testament portion and the new portion. Notice it says that we are to be servants of the living and true God. Just as Israel was freed from the Egyptians to serve God, we now are to believe in God and in our Messiah Yeshua in this Messianic age and are to serve God. Believers in the Messiah live in faith and keep God's commandments, and we are also to accept and use the gift of the Holy Spirit. We are to live like we believe. Making the initial commitment is only the beginning or our spiritual walk with God. Follow God's commandments, we make no excuses. Excuses show a lack of faith in God. Yaakov said, I will show you my faith by my works, James 2:18 NKJV. Accept the Holy Spirit and the lead of the Holy Spirit. John 14:15-16 NKJV says, If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. The first helper was the Torah. Live with faith and trust in God. Deuteronomy 10:12-13 NKJV says, The Lord your God require of you, but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways and to love him to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments of the Lord and His statutes which I command you today for your good. If you trust in God, you will walk in all His ways. God knows what is best and has good intentions for us. If we sin, we confess our sin to God and commit ourselves to do what is right. Isaiah 1:16-18 says, Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good, seek justice, rebuke the oppressor, defend the fatherless, plead for the widow. Come now, and let us reason together, says the Lord, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Talk to God, make a sincere confession of sins to God, and begin doing what is right. God hears you and knows your heart. Some say there are many ways to God, but the Bible and the Messiah say otherwise. For example, watch out for man-made commandments, man-made religions, and philosophies of mere people. Pierre K. Avot 1, Ethics of Fathers, teaches that it is okay to make up commandments. Moses received the Torah at Sinai and transmitted it to Joshua, Joshua to the elders, and the elders to the prophets, and the prophets to the men of the great assembly. They said three things, be patient in, the administration of, justice, raise many disciples and make a fence round the Torah. God did not say to make endless commandments of men, the Bible says just the opposite. Deuteronomy 4 2 NKJV, You shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. 
The rabbis will say that we should watch out what version of the Bible we use, but they say nothing about the commentary from the Talmud that some base their man-made commandments and traditions on. Especially watch out for those that contradict what the Bible says. Many Christians contradict what the Bible says in many ways. For example, what does the Bible say about God's Sabbath? Genesis 2-3 NKJV says. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it He rested from all His work which God had created and made. God blessed and sanctified the seventh day. Sanctified is the word for holy in Hebrew, Kadesh. The wording in Genesis 2-3 camouflages the fact that God made the seventh day holy. So, people do not make the connection that we are to keep the seventh day holy because God made it holy. Instead, many people keep the day of the pagan sun God holy. Exodus 28-9 NKJV says. Remember the Sabbath day, to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. We keep it holy because God made it holy. When we keep Shabbat holy, we demonstrate that we believe in our Creator God. What are you saying if you keep Sunday? the day of the pagan sun god. Sunday Sabbath was made by Constantine to the pagan sun god. All judges and city people and the craftsmen shall rest upon the venerable day of the sun. Country people, however, may freely attend to the cultivation of the fields, because it frequently happens that no other days are better adapted for planting the grain in the furrows or the vines in trenches so that the advantage given by heavenly providence may not for the occasion of a short time perish. Codex Justinian 3.12.2, some list as 3.12.3, English, Heirs, pages 284-285, Latin, Kruger, p. 127. The Sunday Sabbath was passed down to us from Constantine and the Roman Empire, Sunday is a pagan day for the sun god Mithras. Do you want to continue to keep this false doctrine? The Bible says that no idolater will be in the future kingdom. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. Revelation 21 8 NKJV. You will have to stand before God. Some say it doesn't matter what day we keep and quote Colossians chapter 2. That section of scripture is about not keeping man-made commandments so verse 16 is about not judging others by man-made commandments on God's feasts. The context is clear, beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, Colossians 2 8 NKJV, which all concern things which perish with the using, according to the commandments and doctrines of men, Colossians 2:22 NKJV. These people who say it doesn't matter then change God's word with theology to suit their man-made doctrine. Learn how to apply the Torah and apply the Torah properly. Isaiah 1:16-17 NKJV says, "Wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil, learn to do good. We are to learn to do good." Deuteronomy 6:17-18 NKJV says, You shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God, His testimonies, and His statutes which He has commanded you. And you shall do what is right and good in the sight of the Lord, 
that it may be well with you. Doing what is right and doing what is good is to keep God's commandments. Hebrews 5:14 NKJV says, But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Learn to discern what is good. Learn how to apply the gift of the Holy Spirit properly. 1 Corinthians 14 1 NKJV says. Pursue love, and desire spiritual gifts. We are supposed to use God's spiritual gifts in this messianic age. 1 Corinthians 14 37 NKJV says. Let him acknowledge that the things which I write to you are the commandments of the Lord. Shaul wrote about the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12-14 because God told him to and God told Shaul that they are commandments of the Lord. Kepha said in Acts 2 38-39 that we are to receive the Holy Spirit. That is a commandment. There is a lot that can be shared on this. For more on how you can use the Holy Spirit properly, go to our prayer class at our website, Teshuvah. O-R-G. We will now being our Torah study. Pinhas is the name Phineas in English. Because Pinhas was zealous for God, God gave Pinhas a covenant of shalom, peace, and his descendants would hold the priestly office forever. The example of Pinhas teaches us to be zealous for God. In the end our zeal will result in eternal life just like Pinhas was given a priestly office forever. We need to poke some holes into false doctrine at times to protect our families and other believers in the Messiah Yeshua. God expects us to keep His commandments. Those who teach and keep God's commandments will be rewarded by God. It says in Hebrews 6 10-12 NKJV, For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love which you have shown toward His name, in that you have ministered to the saints, and do minister and we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Teaching people to keep God's commandments is one of the ways we love others. We are to be diligent to keep God's commands until the end, see Deuteronomy 6 17-18, we are not to become lazy or get tired of doing what is right. We are to live like we believe and keep God's commandments so that we inherit God's promises. Perhaps the spearing of these sinful people in this portion is a picture of the eternal punishment of those who don't keep God's commands. Revelation 21 8 NKJV says, But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. God does not want anyone to fail and neither do we, see 2 Peter 3 9. God is just, He will reward those who do good. Because God is just, He must also punish those who do wrong and do not keep God's commandments. They do wrong because God is a good God who looks out for our best interest. One of the people who Pinhas speared was a leader from the tribe of Shimon, Simon. The other was a daughter of one of the leaders of the Midian, Midianite, clans. God told Moshe to attack Midian because they had tricked them into idolatry and treated Israel as enemies. Then God tells Moshe to take a census of those twenty and over for military service and there were 601,730 men. God said the promised land was to be given by the numbers counted. 
those with more people would be given more land and the land was to be decided by lot. There were 23,000 male Levites one month or older. They would not get a land inheritance. All those that who originally entered the desert died there except for Joshua and Caleb, the two spies that had made a positive report. Some daughters had no brothers, and they were to get their father's inheritance. This was different than what the culture at that time dictated. There is a change in the original ruling which suggests that it is okay to seek God's direction on how to follow His commandments. Commandments could be updated to make appropriate rulings. We should be reminded that only appropriate laws should be applied. Instead, some think this is a license to add their own ideas to God's commandments which is wrong. I won't even empty my waste basket on Shabbat, but that is how I follow the commandment to rest on Shabbat. I try to be careful to rest on Shabbat. God has given it to us as a day of rest so enjoy it. Rest most likely refers to common chores that are not always necessary in our regular work. Talk to God about it. Here is an example of how to properly apply the Torah. Sha'ul uses the Torah to say leaders should be supported if they need it. He quotes this from the Old Testament. You shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain, Deuteronomy 25 4 NKJV. Sha'ul said in 1 Timothy 5 17-18 NKJV, Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. For the scripture says, You shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain, and, the laborer is worthy of his wages. We should understand that the commandments in the New Testament portion are proper applications from the Old Testament portion. Some rules for inheritance are then given in this portion. God instructs Moshe to climb a mountain in the Avarim range, namely, Mount Nebo, see Deuteronomy 34 1, where he will die and also where he will be able to see the land given to Israel. He will not be able to enter the land because of his disobedience when he spoke to the people and then struck the rock instead of speaking to the rock. God instructs Moshe to delegate authority to Yehoshua, Joshua, and the community laid hands on Yehoshua and commissions him. Moshe seems to take this well and is concerned that the people have a shepherd to lead them. Joshua will now lead the people in the Torah. Perhaps think about the qualities that Moshe and Joshua had and how we can be like them. God would speak to Israel through the Urim. The Urim were the stones on the priestly garment. Each stone represented a tribe of Israel. The stones would supernaturally light up to give Israel an answer from the letters derived from the different names of the tribes. Of course, there were also prophets in the Old Testament as well as in the New Testament portion. The priests were to make offerings at the proper days and times and with the prescribed animals and other types of offerings. They were to use lambs in the first year without defect. They made a fragrant fire with flour. Offerings were made every day, on Shabbat, the first of the month, and on all of the feasts. What the priests were to do for the feasts is described. The portion ends with it saying that Moshe told the people what God commanded. The Hof Torah is 1 Kings 1846-19-1. L-E-Yahu, Elijah, had just put the false prophets of Baal to death and Jezebel then threatens L-E-Yahu. L-E-Yahu was despondent, but an angel came and gave him food and the food kept him for forty days and nights until he got to Mount Hor Rev, the Mount of God. God asks him why he is there. He says that Israel has abandoned the covenant and that he is being pursued.
L.E. Yah who stood at the entrance of the cave and waited for God's leading. We now know where the cave is and can go online and see videos of the real Mount Sinai and see the cave. L.E. Yah who eventually hears a quiet voice and covers himself, and God speaks to him. L.E. Yah who explains what he is doing, and God tells him to anoint Hazael to be king of Aram. Also, he is to anoint Yeah who the son of Nimshi to be king over Israel and anoint Elisha the son of Shaphat of Avel Mekola to be prophet after him. In this portion, Pinhas is another messianic type for his zeal and desire to protect God's people. God gave Pinhas a covenant of Shalom and the Messiah Yeshua also gives us peace. Pinhas' descendants would be priests forever because of Pinhas' zeal and this is also a picture of Yeshua's zeal, he is also our high priest forever. Pinhas made atonement for Israel by his act of killing the idolaters and Yeshua made atonement for us, giving his life for us. Yeshua did not deserve to be executed, Luke 23 13-15, and rose from the dead. Yeshua gave himself up for us, John 10:18, so that we could be reconciled, brought back, to God. There is a broken, separated, vav in Numbers 25:12, and it is in the word shalom which means peace. It is the word used when God gave Pinhas a covenant of peace. The result of the broken vav looks like a yud and an object shaped like a vav without the top of the letter. The yud represents that which is heavenly and vav means hook or nail. Perhaps we could infer from the word shalom in Numbers 24:12 that which was heavenly was nailed to a stake for us so that we can have peace with God. So, the broken vav in this verse in Numbers could refer prophetically to what Yeshua did for us when He died for us. Also, the word shalom with a yud in it instead of a vav is the word shlim which means full or complete. We have received peace from our Messiah Yeshua, and we are complete in Him though the Holy Spirit. Yeshua said in John 14, 26-27 NKJV, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things, and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. We are complete through Yeshua. Colossians 2:10 NKJV says, You are complete in Him, who is the head of all principality and power. Also, referring to the meaning full, Yeshua fills Messianic believers with the Holy Spirit. Sha'ul says in Ephesians 5:18 NKJV, Be filled with the Spirit. Remember, some of these insights were intended by God, but we are to actually keep God's words and not just look for insights. Both Yeshua and Sha'ul, Paul, said that always looking for insights was wrong, see John 5:39 and 2 Timothy 4 3-4. Commandments, implied commandments, permissions, and other concepts. We can also understand commandments are being implied from other scriptures in the Bible. There are other possible concepts than what is shared here. The law regarding the inheritance of a man who has no male heir. Numbers 27 8-11. The law of the daily offering. Numbers 28 2-4. The Shabbat Offering. Numbers 28-9. The Offering for the Beginning of Each Month. Numbers 28-11. The Offering for Shavuot. Numbers 28-26-27. The Law for Blowing the Shofar on Yom Terwa. Numbers 29-1.
We will now begin our teaching. Being zealous for God. A teaching to accompany the Torah portion. Removing earthly things from our lives. Benhas gave his all to do what was right. We too should do all we can to do what is right. Part of that is to remove the love of earthly things from our lives. Yo Kanan said in 1 John 2 15-17 NKJV, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. As believers in the Messiah Yeshua, we are to have a different point of view about life. Some people highly value the things of this world, and they are in love with this world. I have been around people who talk about all they have and the next big money-making project they have. That is their life. Spiritual things have very little value to them. Sometimes in their pride they view anyone who has meager means or is spiritually minded as second-rate, but that is not true for those who love God. Anyone who loves God is never second-rate. Yo Kanan said in 1 John 3 1 NKJV, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Sons of God in the Bible are those who keep God's commandments and act like they are part of the family. Noah was a son of God who saved the world because he did what was right. Some people who have money and things want it all for themselves and some will even say pridefully, look at all that I have. Instead of being generous towards God and the poor, they think the poor should do it all on their own. There are people who use their resources well though. Do not get me wrong. Not everyone is able to give vast sums away, but there are people who are very generous. One person I know of gives 80% of what he makes to God and still has lots of money left over. After all, how much money, how many cars, how huge of a house, and how many airplanes do we need? I am not saying we have to give like he did. That is something he decided to do. He put his money where his mouth is. I like to think that I respect God too and that I am generous for his purposes. With that in mind, I contribute to organizations that give God the glory and help others spiritually. It is not a bad idea to pare our lives down and remove some of the earthly things from our lives. Sometimes the more we have, the more distractions we have in life. Giving is one way to show that you are zealous for God. Perhaps we should be saying to ourselves, put your resources where your heart is. Do you have a heart for God, for the poor, to stand faithful? and to live your life for the Lord? Shaul, Paul, said in Titus 2:12, teaching us that, denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. God expects us to have a balanced life and put God in His proper place in our lives. Deuteronomy 6 5-7 NKJV You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. It says love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. That is a tall task. Yet it is a commandment of God. The word strength in the Hebrew can also mean resources. When our life is consumed with work, 
multiple hobbies, having fun all the time etc., it can take up a considerable part of our day. Working for the Lord becomes more of a chore when we add earthly traps to our walk. Some people have the attitude that they give enough to God. That may be true, but some of the people I knew that lived like that only took one hour for God out of the 168 hours they have in a week. I met someone once that told me they did not have time for God because they were too busy watching TV. What a waste of life. I know someone who graduated from Harvard, and they don't have a TV. They did not get to where they were in life by watching TV. I am not saying we shouldn't watch TV. Perhaps you could use an hour of your time during the week to do something for God instead of playing video games or watching TV. Is that too much to do? Adding too much to our lives can consume our time and keeps us from doing what God wants us to do. What if God wanted you to lead someone to Him, but you were too busy watching TV? What we do matters. Someone I met for only a few minutes once thanked me years later for my encouragement and had become a believer as a result of my encouragement. Why not do something? You might enjoy it so much that you will add more time for God to your agenda. I used to take time to fellowship with believers a couple times a week, feed the poor every month, and if more time opened up, I'd find something else I could do. Why not invest in eternal things? 2 Corinthians 4 17-18 NKJV says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. It is worth insulating yourself to a certain extent from worldly things that can take over our lives. Instead of being too busy for God, turn the tables a little and get busy for God some. I make sure I take time for prayer every day. If it means giving up TV in the evening, that is what I do. I know some of us are incredibly busy. Instead of trying to take too much on for yourself, have at least a 15-minute Bible study every night with your family. Our kids need encouragement in this ultra-secular world. Limit your TV, limit your video games and Facebook, and take time every day to do something spiritual. See if you can get that one hour of spiritual activity up to two hours per week and see if you don't enjoy your life more. Some of us are so wrapped up in worldly things that we are actually stressed out just from those things. Some of us are doing great, keep up the good work. What are some ways that you can insulate yourself from worldly things? Taking time every day to pray and study the scriptures. Taking time every day to pray and study the Bible with your family. Tell yourself every day that God is the most important part of your life. Tell yourself that earthly things are going to pass away and find something that has some eternal verity to life. Take time to do something spiritual during the week. Ben-Hass was zealous for God. God blessed his descendants for what he did. Wouldn't we want to receive blessings from God? How about eternal blessings? Eliyahu, Elijah, thought all was lost and went to the mountain of God. When God spoke to Eliyahu, God put him to work. It was not over after all. Ben-Hass put himself into doing what was right and seeking the things of God. As believers in the true God, we are to have a different viewpoint about life. Do not let your life be totally wrapped up in projects, hobbies, making money, and worldly things. 
Sometimes, the more we have the more distractions we have in life. Some of us just make up distractions instead of doing the important spiritual things of life. Give, share your time, think of little ways you can make a difference, and watch out for all the worldly desires that come our way. Keeping ourselves busy with worldly things can keep us from engaging with God and the eternal verities of life. Work at spending more time doing spiritual things. Why not make a commitment to do something, even if it is just 15 minutes more or one hour more a week? Set the time aside. Surely, we can do that. There is a lot we can do, do not get stressed out on worldly things, instead work at freeing up time for God. In closing, let us say the ironic blessing from Numbers 6 24-26. Yehovah bless you and keep you. Yehovah make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Yehovah lift up His face upon you, and give to you peace. Amen. Thank you for being with us today.